in essence, what David was saying, who is this godless man? Hello? That's what he was saying. Who would defy the God of Israel? Amen? Notice he didn't say who would defy me. He said who would defy the God of Israel. Everyone who were in Saul's army had one thinking process. Goliath was too big. He was too strong. He was a giant. He was unbeatable. David came. He had a different mindset. Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia, a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Hallelujah. Now, let me give you eight reasons quickly why you can change or you need to change the way you think. Why it is important for you to change the way you think. Remember I said you are able to change the way you think, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, let me give you reasons why it is important for you to change the way you think. Number one, good thinking produces good Results. Say it with me. Say good thinking produces good results. Now, many of you have heard the story of uh, the children of Israel with the 12 spies. You remember that story? In Numbers chapter 13, the Bible says Moses sent 12 spies out to spy the land when they were coming from uh, um, Egypt. The 12 men, these men were leaders in Israel. They were leaders. They were, they were the ones who were leading the people of Israel, the different tribes. They went to spy the land. They came back. And when they came back, they came back with fruit from the land. God has promised that the land he was taking them to was a land that flowed with milk and honey. And now it was a good land, and now the land would, would, would be uh, is, is a fruitful land. They came back, they brought fruits from the land. In fact, the Bible tells us that they brought a grape. There are two persons needed to carry the grape on a stake, the, the, the cluster of grapes. That's how fruitful the land was. When they came, 10 of them decided to give a negative report. Amen. Remember, the Bible says you should think on those things that are what? True. Say true. true. And what is true? Truth is Jesus Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And who is Jesus? Jesus is the word. So truth is God's word. And what has God spoken? He said, I'm taking you into the land that's flowing with milk and honey, and I will give you the land. That was the truth. Ten of the spies came and said to the children of Israel, we cannot take the land. The land is a good land, but the land eats up its people. Hello? In fact, they said the land, there are giants in the land, and we look like grasshoppers before them. Amen? Amen? They were giving a negative report. Remember the Bible says, think about those things that are of good report, right? Yes. Two persons, say two persons. Joshua and Caleb were the only two who believed God, who stood on the word of God, 
and who said to Moses and the children of Israel, we are well able to take the land. Amen. They believe the truth. Guess what? Ten of the men that went and the rest of the children of Israel who were above 20 years old died in the wilderness because they refused to believe God. Their thinking was wrong. Only two, say two. Only two, Caleb and Joshua, entered the promised land. Because their thinking were right. Hello? Good thinking will produce what? Good results. Bad thinking will produce bad results. Amen? And so you need to, to, to change the way you think because good thinking always produces good results. Number two, good thinking increases your potential. Amen? Amen? You are becoming as small as your controlling desires and as great as your dominant thought or aspiration. Paul shared his testimony in Acts chapter 26. If you have time, go there. In Acts chapter 26, Paul was standing before King Agrippa and Festus, um, the Roman general and the, 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 the Jewish king. And Paul was sharing his testimony. He began to tell King Agrippa, he said, when I, when I came on the scene of prominence, I came as a persecutor of the church. My thought process were wrong. My thinking were wrong. I thought I was serving God. I thought I was doing something for God, but I was actually persecuting God. He said, God met me on the road of Damascus, and God knocked me down, blinded me, and asked me the question, why are you persecuting me? He said, I said, who are you? And Jesus said, I am the Lord. You are persecuting me. You see, every time something touches you as a church of God, it is touching Jesus Christ. Amen? And that's what Paul was saying. He said, God, God showed me that I was persecuted. I was on the wrong track because I was trying to persecute and destroy the church. God healed me, delivered me, and God gave me a specific assignment. Now, I want you to hear Paul's assignment. He said, God said to me, I have saved you and I have ordained you to go to open the eyes of those who do not know me, to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, so that they may have an inheritance, say inheritance. Yeah. What Jesus did was that he switched poor thought thinking process, changed it from a persecutor of the church to a save salvation, to a, 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 a population of the church. And because of that, poor's potential increased. Paul is considered one of the greatest evangelists of all time. Amen. Because Jesus yes. touched his life Hallelujah. and turned his, his mindset from persecuting the church to saving souls. Amen. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. When you change the way you think, you increase your potential Amen. of what God can do in your life. Amen. You can do it. You can change it. Paul changed the way he think. And he said to, to King Agrippa, he said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision 
Because I heard from God. I knew that I could not fight him. And I gave myself to him. Read 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians chapter Amen. 11. And then you will see Paul's testimony. He said, talk, talk about those people who are boasting. Talk, they're talking about you, them serving God. Tell them I serve God the most. I was persecuted the most. I was beaten the most. I was chased from Sunday to Sunday. And I continue to suffer and pray for the church because I know what Jesus told me. There was a man who touched the world because God gave him an opportunity to change his mindset. Amen. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. You can change the way you Thank think. Jesus. You can change it. Oh, my God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Number three. Changing the way you think changes your beliefs. Karen Fall, the, the uh, former direct, national director of Miracle Cosmetics said, people will never attain what they cannot see themselves doing. Child of God, you cannot aspire or get what you can't see yourself doing. Amen? Amen? That's why most of the time when we're talking uh, as pastors, when we're telling you about faith, we say, faith is seeing what you believe. Amen? In fact, Jesus himself said it that way. Amen? You see, you can't see it with your physical eyes, but you can see it. The Bible says about, about Moses in, in, in uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 11, Moses saw the invisible. Moses could picture God. That's what Moses could say to Pharaoh and, and, and Egypt. I can't continue to be Pharaoh's daughter's son. I have to follow God's dream. Amen? Amen. You will not achieve what you cannot see. Amen? Amen? And when I talk about what you cannot see, you need to see yourself successful. Amen. You need to see yourself prospering. You need to see yourself coming out of that situation. You need to see yourself coming, being delivered. You need to see yourself being, being fruitful. You need to see yourself serving God. You need to see yourself making a difference for God. You need to see it. And you need to work in that direction. Amen. 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 Your every waking thought process should be that I will do what God has called me to do. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. 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 Amen. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. You can change the way you think. Amen. And why you can change the way you think? Because changing the way you think changes your belief. But changing your beliefs will change your expectation. Amen. There is a story in the Bible in 1 Samuel with the story of David. You remember David was anointed by, 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 by Samuel. Amen. And the Bible says that king and the children of Israel went to war. They went to war to fight the Philistines. And when they went to war, there was a giant that came up and stood up and challenged the children of Israel. His name was Goliath. You remember that story? Most of the, the Sunday school, we, we read about that story. The Bible says for 40 days, say 40 days. 40 days. 40 days and 40 nights, every morning and every evening, Goliath would come up and say, I dare any Israelite who can come up and fight with me. And if he wins, the Philistine will be your slave. If I win, Israel will be the Philistine's slave. I defy any Israel. And the Bible, say, the Bible says Goliath was a giant. 
She was nine feet tall. Say nine feet. Nine. Shaquille O'Neal is small. <laughs> Amen. Nine feet tall. Ten. For 40 days, you were coming. Say 40 days. 40. You see, God has a way. <laughs> Child of God, God has a way of, of, of putting you in situation. Amen. So the, the Bible says that, that, that David's brothers, three of them went to war, and his father said to him, come and take bread to your brothers and find out how they are doing. So 40 days, Israel were thinking that they were fighting, but they were not fighting. Goliath came out <laughs> and challenged them, and they all ran. So for 40 days, Goliath would show up, I challenge anyone to come. They will run. So everybody in Israel thinking they at home thinking they're fighting, but they're running. Hello? David show up. He was an errand boy. Say errand boy. He carried food. Say food. No special something about him. All he did was to carry food for his brothers. And David, when he carried the food, he happens to be around the same time when Goliath showed up. Hello? And Goliath made the same, say the same. The same challenge, say the same challenge. And David watched as the armies, the generals, the big people, the military might, those who have been training, who passed boot camp, they ran. And David was like, what? Why are you running? First Samuel, the Bible says, think about it. The first thing David said when he saw them running, he said, oh, what will be given to the person who will defeat Goliath and remove the reproach from Israel? The Bible says when the people heard it, they said, oh, this man will not pay taxes anymore. The king will give him the, his, his, his um, daughter, and he will not pay taxes. He will be wealthy and be received as one of the king's sons. David said, what? This kind of provision? And the people are running? And then David qualified it to say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Now, let me give you in our vocabulary. In essence, what David was saying, who is this godless man? Hello? That's what he was saying. Who would defy the God of Israel? Amen? Notice he didn't say, who would defy me? He said, who would defy the God of Israel? Everyone who were in Saul's army had one thinking process. Goliath was too big. He was too strong. He was a giant. He was unbeatable. David came. He had a different mindset. He called him a godless man. Hello? You see the thinking process? You see how your thoughts are important? You see how it is important for why you think and how you feed your spirit with your thinking? David saw Goliath as a godless man. The rest of Israel saw Goliath as a giant. David saw Goliath 
as challenging God. The rest of Israel saw Goliath as challenging them. See the difference? David saw Goliath as God fighting and removing the reproach. The rest of Israel saw Goliath as they going to fight Goliath. Hello? Now, the Bible says, like every situation, when, when you're trying to do something good, somebody always show up and try to discourage you. If you read in 1 Samuel, the Bible says, David, earlier brother, Eliab, Look at David, heard him, David talking to the people, and he said, who are you? What are you doing here? Where did you leave the sheep? Where did you leave your small sheep? In fact, you were trying to discredit David. Amen? In fact, where did you leave it? I know you are a stubborn boy, you're just trying to find trouble. Because he himself could not fight. Hello? Amen. I want you to see this. I want you to see what David said in verse 29. First Samuel. Chapter 17, verse 29. I want you to see that. David said, 28 and 29. And David said, What have I done? Is there not a cause? Say, Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? In fact, what David was saying, can you imagine you trying to, 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 to score me at this time? We have a problem that needs a solution. And you're trying to score me? And the Bible says David did not even get into a confrontation with his brother. He just turned around and asked somebody else. Amen? If that some of us will start a whole different World War fight. He didn't do that. David was not concerned about that. He just said, it's there not a cause. Amen? And the Bible says, after his words went to the king, they, he told the king, David told the king, don't be a, 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 alarmed. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. And your servant will defeat him and take him, uh, and take the reproach of Israel. So who was the king? Who, who was supposed to be God's leader? Said, no, 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 you can't do it, you're just a boy. David said, let me tell you about myself. You see, David had been a shepherd, and God had been training him how to think, how to operate. And David said to the king, he said, I was minding my sheep, a lion king, and he tried to take my sheep, and I went after the lion. You see, David knew that in order to gain the victory, you need to step out and fight. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. He said, you need to step out. He said, I went after the lion. Now, can you imagine a young boy going after a lion? You got to be believing something else. But David knew that God is my battle. I mean, God fights my battle. So he could go after the lion, understanding that God was going to fight for him. He said, that was not only the, the only thing that happened. A bear came to attack my sheep. Took my sheep, and I ran after the bear. He said, the lion and the bear I ran after and I destroyed. Goliath will be like the lion and the bear. You know, child of God, that's why you need a testimony. That's why you need to know what God has done. That's why you need to know that God is good. That's why you need to know that God is faithful. 
Because if God has done it in the past, he can do it again. He can do it again. He can do it again. David says, just like the lion, just like the bear, the Goliath is just a, another one of them. And the Bible says when he went now, there's something about talking and there's something about acting. You know, I'm the kind of person that I, I can talk, but I'm not just about talk. I like your talk and your action to flow. Hello? David said to the king, I will go and I will fight him. Now, he didn't go back to his tent and say, you know what, hey, king? I'm not going over there. <laughs> no, 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 no. The Bible says he went to the brook, got a, his five stone, he got his sling, got his shepherd bag, and went to face Goliath. Say he went to face Goliath. You see, talk is cheap, but the action after the talk, that's why God says my words will not return unto me empty. Amen. When God speaks a thing, God does it. If God has ever given you a promise, come hell or hot water, God will bring it to pass. Amen. 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 The Bible says David went to Goliath. And when Goliath saw David, Goliath began to curse David. And instead of cursing David himself, he started to curse David God. <laughs> the devil is a liar. He's a foolish man. He paid first with God. <laughs> Say hallelujah. hallelujah. The Bible says, David said to him, you come to me with a spear, with a sword, and with a shield. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. The God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day I will cut off your hair. Head. I will, I will strike you down. I will cut off your head. And I will feed your bodies to the birds of the air. Now, that was David speaking. Say David speaking. Turn to first Samuel 45. The Bible says, then David ran to him. You know, when you speak, you, you, you sometimes say, what did I say? Hmm? No, no, no. Then the Bible says, David ran. David said, he ran to him. He ran to Goliath. Because he knew the battle is not mine. It is the Lord's. I like uh, one of our ministers in, 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 at the headquarters in Bethel. Uh, Reverend Glenn Warby, she said, God sometimes put on short trust for you. Liberian When when a Liberian person says God put on short trust, that means God is in the back, in the ring, and he will fight to the end. Hello? Amen. When God put on short trust for you, your enemies should start running. Say hallelujah. And this year I prophesy. Your enemies will run for you because God has put on some title for you. He will fight your battle. Amen. Amen. Say hallelujah. Changing the way you think changes your expectation. See, David knew that if I expect God to do the great things, he will bring it to pass. Amen. He did that. Amen. And God brought it to pass. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. See, changing your expectation. Number five, changing your expectation changes your attitude. You see, positive expectation produces positive attitude, excitement, conviction, confidence, desire, commitment, energy. 
when you have a positive expectation and you're expecting God, you are excited about what is coming to you. Amen. You are excited. Amen. You 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 don't just sit back and say and say, oh no, whatever would be. No, 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 no. You get up. You have a step in your 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 a spring in your step, and you know God is going to bring it to pass in your life. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Romans chapter 3, um, 12, verse 3, the Bible says. For I say unto you through the grace that is given unto me, to everyone not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, because God has given to each one of us a measure of faith. Say hallelujah. God has produced in you a measure of faith. And Jesus said, it just needs a small faith that can grain a mustard seed. So you do have faith in you. You just need to look at the word and spend time in God and believe that God will bring it to pass. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Number five, I mean six. Changing your attitude changes your behavior. You see, when you have a good positive attitude, your behavior will change. Amen? When you, you see your behavior, your attitudes will make you or break you. Amen? The kind of attitude you have, there are a lot of people, especially in, uh, 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 in, 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 in corporate world, uh, people will, will rather hire somebody that don't know anything and have a good attitude than hire somebody with a bad attitude. Amen? Because if you have a bad attitude, you will spoil everything. Amen? You need a good attitude. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. You know the story about Paul. Paul was explaining in, 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 in Second Corinthians chapter Second uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 11 and, and 12, he was talking about, about people who were boasting in the Lord. And then when he came to chapter 12, he began to talk about revelations and all the things that God has done in his life. And then he said to, 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 to the Corinthian Christians, he said, he said, uh, uh, because of all this revelation that I received, it was, it was given unto me a messenger of Satan to buffer me so that I may not be overly, ex ex I may not exalt myself overly. Amen. He said, I went to God three times and I asked God to deliver me from this messenger of Satan. Now, many theologians believe that the messenger of Satan that Paul was talking about was what Jesus said unto him. He said, I will show him what he must suffer. For me, if you read Paul's story and you read the book of Acts, you will see that every city Paul went, there were people chasing him with stones and rocks. Amen. He experienced a lot of persecution. Amen. And he said, I prayed to God. I asked God, God, change this. God, take it away. And God said unto me, my, him, my grace, say my grace, is sufficient. He said, I went to God three times and God said to me the same thing. My grace is sufficient. And then God said to him something else. He said, my strength, that God's strength, is made perfect in your weakness. Hello? That means when you are weak, that's when God is strong. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. When you are weak, when you can't do anything, when you have come to the place of your lives and you can't move anywhere else, you can turn. No one else can deliver but God. God is strong. Amen. 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 And, 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 and Paul, I like what Paul said. He said, when I recognize it, 
I declare, I will rather glory in my affliction. Oh, church. You see, when you understand your attitude, when you when you come to that place where you 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 recognize that God is good, and you change your attitude to focus on what God is doing, your behavior will change. Amen. Say hallelujah. Paul said, I would rather glory in my affliction. In essence, he said, God said to me, when I'm weak, he is strong. So I prefer to be weak for God to be strong in my life. Some of us, we are so strong that God can get a word in. I mean, we know how to deal with all of our situation. Child of God, let me tell you something. The secret of success is being weak. Is allowing God to be all. Like Jesus said, is to be poor in spirit. Okay? Poor in spirit doesn't mean that you don't have anything spiritual. Poor in spirit means I'm totally dependent upon God. That if God does not do it, it cannot be done. That's what Paul said. He said, I would rather glory in my affliction, so that the grace of God yes, and the power of God can be strong in me. Yes, yes. You need to know that, church. You, you need to know that. You need to learn you, to know that your when you are weak, yes. that's when God is strong Amen. in your life. Amen. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. But your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction. If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abundant life. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at BethelVA.com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study, and on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 
Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at BethelCityOfGlory.org or email us at admin at BethelVA.com. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. But your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction. If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abundant life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia, 22309, or admin at BethelVA.com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services on Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our contemporary worship service, on Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study, and on Friday at 8 p.m. at our intercessory prayer meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship. Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible study, and Friday at 8 p.m. intercessory prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at BethelCityOfGlory.org or email us at admin at BethelVA.com. Mm-hmm.